Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome back, everybody, to the Really Real Real Estate Podcast. Today is episode 25. Title... Nobody knows a home like a carpenter. It's true what they say. No one knows a home like a carpenter. Today, we welcome to the podcast a very special guest to help us celebrate our 25th episode of the Really Real Real Estate Podcast, Mr. Sean Carpenter. Sean has an incredible career in real estate spanning more than two decades, which includes being a licensed realtor for Coldwell Banker King Thompson, a former sales manager, as well as the former director of training and development for NRT Ohio. Today we talked to Sean about how consumers should go about selecting their realtor and why it's important to have a go-to realtor on your team. Now, here's your golden-throated real estate agent and host, Jason Wilcox. How are you doing today, Lou? Oh, if I was any better, I wouldn't be able to stand myself. (laughs) That's perfect. That's perfect. Lou, I have to tell you, I am so excited for today's podcast. I don't even know if I slept last night. Uh, Like we mentioned in the intro, it's our 25th episode. I wanted to do something big. I wanted to do something special. And I don't think I could have done anything bigger or more special than Sean Carpenter. Uh, For those of you out there listening that have not heard about Sean, the first thing you need to do is pause this go Google him, check out his stuff, and then come back and, and listen to the remainder of the episode. To kind of give you an idea of, of his, his background, um, he's been named by Inman News, uh, one of the top 100 most influential leaders in real estate. He was named uh, by the Swain Pool, uh, three years running top 20 most influential people in social media uh, for the real estate industry. He's been recently named as Realtor of the, or excuse me, Instructor of the Year by Columbus Realtors. I know he's spoken on the national level for Coal Banker at the Gen Blue conferences um, at some of the global management uh, summits. And uh, most importantly, to top it all off, coming from Columbus while we're speaking here in Pittsburgh. Um, I believe it's illegal in, in, in Columbus to be a Cleveland Browns fan. Is that correct, Sean? You are not allowed to be a Cleveland Browns fan in Columbus? Well, you, for, until further notice, yes, until they, <laughs> until they win something. Yeah, you're, you're allowed to just stand on the sideline and observe it like a, like a train wreck. Although it's funny because I can't beat you guys up too hard because while you guys have the train wreck that is the Browns, we have the even worse train wreck uh, that is the Pirates over here. I'm hey now. I'm pretty sure this year was so bad. We were four and a half games out of first place after playing five games. Yeah. Well, well be- at least you got to stick with them through thin and thinner, right? Exactly. Exactly. And just remember that we always have the Steelers and the Penguins no matter what. To, to be the fair, Pirates. there's a pandemic going on, so. Exactly. Take it easy on the exactly. <laughs> so, Sean, before we get uh, too far into the podcast, I know we mentioned uh, some things uh, already, but I always like to give our guests a chance to introduce themselves. So would you like to take a moment to just tell the people a little bit about yourself and uh, what you got going on over in Columbus? I'd be happy to, Jason. And I'm thrilled to be on with you and Lou, and I appreciate what you guys are doing on the show. And I've, I've listened to many of your 
previous episodes and interviews. And I just, I love the content and the context of what you guys are doing. So thank you. Um, so I was born in Billings, Montana. Actually, I'm a Montanan, not many Montanans on your show. I'm going to guess I might be one of the first. You are the first. Uh, yeah. But I, uh, my father moved us to, uh, Ithaca, New York, where he taught at Cornell, and they quickly then got a job at Ohio State. So he taught at the Ohio State University for 29 years in landscape architecture. So I grew up in the shadow of Ohio State, uh, went to school at University of Florida, wanted a school like Ohio State, but in the South, uh, went down to Gainesville, spent the best six, six years of my life there. After graduation, I was a golf <laughs> pro for a couple of years, uh, worked at a big resort course in Florida and then a private club in Cleveland, moved back to Columbus, where I became a beer salesman, worked for the Miller and Coors distributor in town calling on all parts of the city, but eventually Jason and Lou ended up at the Ohio State campus was my territory. Now, if you're ever going to sell beer, yes. pick a spot where there's 45,000 students, and that is a really, really good spot to sell beer. <laughs> but but Jason, as you know, I, I was looking for a career that would allow me to, to, to be a little more mature and, and, and a lifetime career. And I thought to myself, what would be a career that would allow me to drink beer and play golf? So I got into real estate uh, 22 years ago. And I've, as you said in the introduction, I've been an agent, I've been a manager, I've been the director of training. And as a couple of years ago, I jumped back into sales so I could open up my own speaking company, Sean Speaks, and I traveled the country talking to real estate audiences, hopefully sharing ideas, information, and hopefully a little inspiration on how you can better do what my philosophy is, Jason, and you know it, it's build relationships, solve problems, yep. and have fun. It's the three things that I feel that if, if you do nothing else but build relationships, solve problems, and have fun each day, the, the real estate transactions will take care of themselves. And so literally, guys, when I lay my head on the pillow, at the end of the day, I, I try and fall asleep by asking myself, did I build relationships today? Did I solve problems today? And did I have fun today? And if I can answer yes to those three things, I chalk it up as a good day and I go to sleep and try and do it again tomorrow. Yep. And actually the, the, the speaking on the national circuit is how you and I first met. I got back into the business or got into the business in 2016. And the, the first yearly kickoff that we had, I believe was in 2017. That's how we met. Um, it was really interesting because when I, you were actually the first conference, the first session I ever went to, and I absolutely loved what that, uh, what you had to say, what you were speaking on. And it was funny because like later that day and later years, I would go to other sessions. I'd be like, Oh, these are all crap compared to Sean. And so then anytime I knew you were coming into town to speak for our kickoff events, I always made sure because every time I hear you speak, no matter what you're talking about, um, I always take inspiration. I take information. I just take so many great things away um, from when you speak. Uh, so again, that's one of the main reasons why I am thrilled that we've got you on today. Well, certainly I'm, I'm excited to have a conversa conversation. Yep. So what's really exciting about today is we're, we're talking about, you know, how, how uh, consumers can go about choosing their own realtor. And what's great is, you know, we talk a lot about this podcast kind of being more of a local podcast, you know, a lot of people in the Pittsburgh area listening. But what's going to be great about today's episode is even though Sean's out in Columbus, no matter where you're listening, whether it's Ohio, whether it's Texas, whether it's Canada, you know, these things are going to be great. Um, topics and, and pieces of advice to take no matter where you're going to be looking for real estate because whether you're buying here or out west or north or you know northeast you know take these and apply them to your situation when it comes to finding a realtor so you know hopefully um you know what we have to talk about today will be great no matter where you're listening from so the first thing that we want to talk about is um how should consumers uh go about choosing their own realtor and i guess specifically this probably speaks to maybe the first time home buyer or maybe someone who's lived in their home for you know, 30 years and hasn't bought in a house in 30 years and maybe needs to sell. What's your recommendation about how they should go about finding a realtor? Well, first of all, Jason, let, let's, let's define what a realtor is. A realtor is a member of the National Association of Realtors. There are real estate licensees in every state in the country. There are 1.4 million members of the National Association of Realtors, which gives them the right to call themselves a realtor. So a real estate licensee 
and a realtor are not necessarily the same thing. Right. So first and foremost, I would, you know, as a member, a very proud member of the National Association of Realtors, I would encourage the consumers to ask their real estate advisor that they're meeting with, are you a realtor? And hopefully they say yes. That means that they are a licensed member of a of, of the National Association of Realtors. Now, how should they go about choosing their realtor? Well, let's look at the National Association of Realtors home buyer and seller profile. Each year they do a, a, a study of both buyers and sellers. They interview, you know, they send out the report to I think 80,000 people that bought or sold real estate in the last calendar year. And then they ask them to fill out the survey. And they get about, I think, 6,800 responses back. And Jason, I'll tell you, of all the books I read, this is my one every single year I dig into, <clears throat> excuse me, because it gives you the answers of, of what the consumers are thinking. So each year they ask, they ask sellers, how did you choose your agent, right? They ask, or I'm sorry, they ask buyers, how did you choose your agent? In a nutshell, Jason, 66% of buyers chose their agent through I think it's like 31% with the agent. Um, a certain percentage uh, were referred by a friend or family member. Uh, some relationship started in that phase. Referred by another realtor. For instance, if Jason, if, if, if Lou was moving from Pittsburgh over to Columbus, you might refer him. Right. And then, and then a company relocation opportunity. So e either way, it breaks down to about 66%, Jason, had some sort of a relationship to find that agent. Now, here's what's interesting about that study. They asked the they asked the buyers who closed last year, would you use your agent again? And 89% of those buyers surveyed said they would definitely or probably use their agent again, which is great, great news. That means nine out of 10 consumers are happy enough to definitely or probably use their agent again. Now, they asked those same questions to sellers last year. And they asked the, the same question, would you use your agent again who helped you sell your house, the listing agent? 85% of those people said they would definitely or probably use their agent again, which is great news. Right, absolutely. Now, remember before, what percentage of people made their, you know, would definitely, remember buyers said 89% of buyers would definitely or probably use their agent again. Right. What percentage of sellers do you think used the agent that they used before? It, it's an alarming low number. It's 24%. 24% of insane. sellers. Now listen, 89 so when they're move, moving in as a buyer, 89% said it would definitely or probably use Jason again. But when they asked those people when there was time for them to leave as sellers, only 24% did. So the, the answer to your question, how should, how, how, how should consumers go about choosing their realtor? Relationships is how they should go about in the, mo in the best case. But to the realtors listening to this podcast, Understand the gap there from 89% down to 24. If you can maintain and close that gap, you have a better chance of earning repeat and referral business. And to the newer agents listening, Jason, you should be thrilled with that number because that means you have a great opportunity yep. to get business from people that are already living in a house that aren't going to use their agent from before. Now, when I ask my audiences, Jason, a lot of times I say, why do you think the number goes from 89 down to 24? And the answer is, they lost touch. They didn't stay in touch. And, and while, I will, while I will agree with that, I don't think that's the real reason. Because I think a lot of agents still stay in touch. They send calendars. They send recipe cards. They send updates. Here's the difference. When it came time to sell their house, they had a better relationship with the agent they chose. Just because you sold me the house, Jason, 
If you don't maintain that relationship for the next seven, 10, 14 years, when I go to sell my house in 14 years, if I don't think Jason Wilcox, when I think real estate, I'm not going to call you. If I'm friends with Lou because our kids play in the go to the same church, maybe he lives in my neighborhood and I see all his information. Look, I still get your flyers, right? but I have a relationship with Lou. So when it comes time for me to pick an agent, I'm going to choose Lou, right? And so I think that's a, that's a key is, is the relationships. So how should an agent choose or how should a consumer choose a realtor? Relationships. Absolutely. Now, let me ask you this, and this is kind of uh, div- diverting a little bit from what we have uh, going on here. How do you choose uh, as a realtor to, to build your relationships with the, the clientele that you've either sold to or you're looking to stay in touch with to, to sell in the future? Well, so, so you, know, you know, my big thing is my 4-H club, right? And each yep. day, I, I, every day when I wake up, Monday through Friday, I do what I call the 4-H club. And for me, Jason, it's the equivalent of being a farmer and putting seeds in the ground. As, I, yep. as in always trying to grow my business, I'm always looking to harvest a crop. And so when I put seeds in the ground, as a farmer, it's not just putting seeds in the ground. You have to work the land. You have to water and fertilize and weed and continue to work the land. So every day when I wake up, I do four things, Jason. And I call it the 4-H club because the first H is I do five handwritten notes every day. Yep. Go out to my customers, clients, and people in my community. Uh, Then I do the hot sheet, which in in layman's terms is an update of what's happened in our local market, new listings, price changes and contracts and closings. And if I know somebody that lives around those properties, I send send them a message, call them, text them and let them know about that property. Then I do my happy birthdays. So I jump onto Facebook and I see which of my friends are having birthdays. And then I do what I call my high fives, Jason. And really quickly, I'm very socially driven. And so I can, I can build relationships, solve problems and have fun on social faster and further and freer than I can any other way. So I jump onto Facebook and I do five likes on Facebook. I do five comments on Facebook. I do five comments on Twitter or retweets. I do five comments, send five random text messages each day. So in, in, in an essence, Jason and Lou, I'm putting seeds in the ground every day so that when somebody in my sphere of influence, somebody in my client list, somebody in my community, if they see Sean Carpenter's name in enough different places, social media, text messages, yard signs, uh, on the radio, whatever it might be, when they think real estate, I'm trying to get them to think me. I'm just trying to earn what that coveted top of mind awareness from my customers and clients. And so, you know, it's the same, same reason why people would pick, you know, a, a car dealer because they see them all the time. They see their cars right. on the lots. They, they hear the jingles on TV. They hear the yep. ads on the radio, right? You probably got that guy in Pittsburgh. That's like, we're dealing, you know, it's like that, yep. that, that, that person. So that's, that's what I do to try and stay top of mind. And I do it, Jason. Hopefully you guys picked up on what I said. I don't just call Jason Wilcox. I make sure that if I call him, he's also going to get a handwritten note from me. He's also going to get a market update from me. He's going to, he's going to see me on social media. He's going to see my signs in the area. He's going to see me at the gym or the church or the pub, all these different places. Right. Yep. And, and confession time. I, when I asked you that question, I knew the answer, but I knew the answer was going to be so brilliant. I still wanted to share it to you. And actually one of the ones I've, I directly stole from you the first time I heard you speak is I do the happy birthdays every day on my Facebook. And, you know, I try to make sure that I put more than just, you know, happy birthday or HB, or, you know, I try to take time to write a nice little paragraph and I cannot tell you how many times people I haven't talked to in years, whether it was a high school friend, college friend, my old church, whatever it was, you know, you hear the, Hey, thank you so much. This was such a meaningful message, you know, and it just touched them, you know, beyond anything that they could imagine because I took time to write more than just happy birthday or as you say, you know, how many people out there just don't say anything. You know, I have, I have 2000 friends on Facebook and every time my birthday rolls around, I'm lucky if 200 people said something. Well, 200 out of 2000 is like 10% of 20% of the people I know. Yeah. 
you know, goes to show you just a little bit of thought and showing that you care um, goes a, a long, long way. And I always try and use a little humor. If I'm going to write a little bit more, look, if, if, if it was Lou's birthday today, is he scrolling through his Facebook and he says, wow, 37 more notifications. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah. What was that that Sean wrote? And he scrolls back and he sees my message. And last year's message was, was funny, Jason. It says, Lou, it's your birthday. Forget about the past. You can't change it. Forget about the future. It's not here yet. Forget about the present. I didn't get you on. Hey, but I hope you have a great day building relationships, solving problems and having fun. Have a great year ahead and let's catch up soon. So as he sees that, he says, like, comment, thanks, Carp. Best message of the day. Yep. So that for that brief second, when he was looking through 37 notifications, Jason, I caught his top of mind awareness. Yep. Got him to stop and focus on Sean Carpenter to respond to me in that brief second, which means the next time my stuff shows up, maybe there's a better chance it's going to stick in his mind. Because he commented to me on Facebook, I've sort of just instantly hacked the algorithm. So that means the next time I post something, it's probably going to show up on Lou's feed because he's already told Facebook he likes to comment on my stuff. Yep. So it, there's many, many purposes why I do what I do, but mainly it's the genuineness of I want to wish Lou a happy birthday to make him feel special. Yep. And actually, I'll go even one step further. Um, you know, I started implementing that a couple of years ago when I first uh, saw you speak. So I'm now probably on my third or fourth rotation of doing happy birthdays. And now even better is I get people that comment and go, hey, thanks so much. I always love seeing every year when you post this. So now I've done it so repetitively. There are people who are looking for it when I actually drop the message because they just know that's what I do. I like to wish my people a happy birthday. And so the fact that they remember not only they see it, but they remember year to year is just, it's awesome. And, it makes and J Jason, that point you just made is something that the great Luke, or the great uh, Seth Godin always talks about, right? The, 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 when I think one of our best thought leaders right now in our world, Seth Godin says, you know, the key to your marketing is would people miss it if it wasn't there? Right. See, if, if nobody realizes that your newsletter is even coming, then who cares? But when someone calls you and says, hey, Jason, did you forget to send your newsletter this month? Yeah. That means they're looking forward to it. When they're saying, it's my birthday, I know I'm going to get a video message from Sean on the birthday, right? And no matter what time it comes in, they're like, I was waiting for this. Like, that's awesome. It was, it's their special day, but yeah. they're waiting for me to send a video message. That's pretty cool. Yep. I think my favorite one I ever heard is I took one of uh, Chris Leader's uh, classes several years ago, and I know you're good friends with Chris Leader. He always loves every time you send him the anniversary video because he gets it and he goes, oh, that's right. It's my anniversary today. <laughs> So moving along, um, you know, we, we, we talked about some of the things that, um, that, that, you know, buyers and sellers can look for. Um, are there any, let's say, shall we say red flags that maybe uh, consumers should be aware of when they're selecting their realtor? I guess when I think of red flags, I think especially if someone's maybe new to the area and hasn't had a chance to build those relationships yet, um, is there anything that you just forewarn uh, clientele out there to be aware of when they're selecting their realtor? I think the number one thing that I try and get across to my customers and clients when I work with them as buyers or sellers is communication. The number one thing that will make this relationship go better from start to finish is our communication. And so setting the ground rules on, are we going to text? Are we going to phone call? How do you like to be uh, communicated with Mr. And Mrs. Client? Is it text? Is it phone calls? Is it, is it uh, after hours? What, you know, what are your timeframes? Um, red flags, obviously Jason would be things like if the realtor doesn't show up for the meeting that was scheduled. Yeah. If the realtor shows up late, um, if the realtor is disrespectful or, you know, unprofessional, um, you know, it's, it's a big deal for me when I'm with, when I'm with my customers, I make a point of making sure my phone is turned off. Yep. You know, how many, how many times have you ever been at a store where the person behind the counter is talking on the phone oh. and, and, or too busy to help you? Uh, and you're right there ready to pay them money for their services or product. And they want to be talking to somebody else. So just little things like that. Um, 
you know, we have a code of ethics in our industry, which is what sort of separates realtors from the real estate agent yep. um, professionals. They don't, real estate agents per, per se don't have a code of ethics, but being, being a member of the National Association of Realtors, we do. And so ethics is, is huge. We also abide by the fair housing uh, code, which yep. basically says we don't discriminate based on race, religion, creed, color, handicap, or sexual origin, right? And so uh, it's, it's important that we treat everybody fairly. And we always just try and seek the best we can to help our clients satisfy their wants and needs. And, you know, home ownership is, is a true American dream. And so to be able to help people uh, of all sizes, shapes and colors do that, you know, it's, it's, it's kind of a cliche among realtors, but it doesn't matter what color uh, people are. We just care about the green. Can, yeah. can, can they afford it? Right. Yeah. We just want to make sure they can afford it. And that's all I care about. <laughs> yeah. And so, you know, I think, I think that is, is some things you, you know, that's why the key to a referral or a relationship that you already know is, is, is important. Right. And, you know, I, I talk about all the time, if, if realtors can earn what I call that cult like following from their friends, family, and community, and, and I spell it differently. I don't spell it C U L T. I spell it K U L T. Think about it. K U L T. When people know you like you and trust you, there's a better chance they'll do business with you. So the K, L, and T stand for know, like, and trust. But listen, guys, the, the knowing and liking part's really simple, right? I can, Jason, you have friends of yours that you know and you like, but you wouldn't trust when it comes to parenting <laughs> advice. Lou, you've probably, probably got friends of yours that you know and you like, but you wouldn't trust when it comes to financial advice. They've been right. in bankruptcy before. They, they, can't, yep. they, they can't keep a balance on a credit card. Um, so, so is it possible, Jason, that you have some friends of yours that know you and like you, but they may not trust you when it comes to selling a house in this part of town because they've never seen you sell a house in this part of town, or, or I don't trust you to sell a house downtown because I've never seen you sell a house downtown. Right. So I, listen, there's, and I want the consumers that are listening to this to, to, to pay attention to this because when you think about who do you trust, there's three C's to trust. There's three C's to trust. The first C is competence. Is that person good at what he or she does? Do they know their stuff, right? That's the... Competence is the key to trust. The second C is confidence. Do they know they know what they know, right? And, 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 and not just can you hear it, people can feel confidence. They not only can hear it and yep. see it, they can feel it. And the third C, I think is the most critical. I've had people tell me it's not important at all. It's consistency. Yes. How consistent are you at delivering confidence and competence? And I promise you, think of any single thing that you exchange value for, whether that's money or time. If you trust somebody, you're gonna be able to do it, right? Over and over and over again. And when you think about that know, like, and trust, if you can build that know, like, and trust as John Jantz, the great small marketing business expert talks about that marketing hourglass, it starts with know, like, and trust. And then if you can get to that trust point, people are gonna be willing to try your services or your product. And if they're willing to try, then they might be willing to buy from you. And if they're willing to buy from you, if you do a good job, they'd be willing to repeat with you. And if they're willing to repeat business with you, that means they're willing to refer business to you. And so think about that in an hourglass. If I get you to know and like me, right? And trust me and try me. Hey, Sean, it's Jason Wilcox. I got your name from my friend, Lou. Can you come over and talk to us about selling our house? You're going to try me. You're going to listen to my presentation. Right. Say, I like what you have to say, Sean. Let's list with you. You're going to buy from me. If I do a great job, you're going to repeat business with me. And even better, you're going to refer business to me. And then when, when you refer me to your friend, George, then I just have to turn that hourglass over and get George to know me, like me, trust me, try, buy, repeat, refer, lather, rinse, repeat over yep. and over and over again. 
Exactly. And, and I think you've, you've already alluded to this in a lot of what you said, but I think uh, everything that you're saying is why it's so important to have a go-to realtor. You know, when you have built that relationship with that realtor, um, you know, it, it, it just, it, it can produce phenomenal results. And so I didn't know if you wanted to expand on that a little bit, why it's so important to have a go-to realtor on your side. Yeah. Listen, Jason, I think it's interesting when you think of professionals in our world, if I, if I just went to the local mall there in Pittsburgh or stood outside of, you know, uh, Three River Stadium or whatever it's called in Heinz Field and, and right. Pittsburgh Stadium, whatever. And I just say, hey, folks, we're just, we're just asking a quick survey today. Um, just, just really quickly, who's your dentist? Who's your doctor? Who's your attorney? Who's your financial advisor? And who's your realtor? I think most people would say my doctor is so-and-so. Everyone has a doctor. Right. If I say to Lou, who's your dentist? He says, Dr. Jackson. If I say, who's your attorney? If they have one, they say, it's this person. Right. But I think most people in that survey would say, who's your realtor? They'd say, uh, well, I'm not selling my house right now. I understand, but who's your realtor? Uh, I don't understand your question. I'm not, I'm not, I don't have a realtor right now. Isn't that interesting that they, everyone has a doctor. They have a right. dentist. They have an attorney. They have a pediatrician if they are parents, but they don't have a realtor. That should be our job to earn that professional Go to, I want to, I, when someone says, hey, Lou, who's your realtor? It's Sean Carpenter. Why are you looking for one? Because he's the best, right? He's who I use. And so think about that. If I say to you, who's your doctor, Jason? You're going to say, it's this person. And if I move to Pittsburgh and I said, would you feel comfortable referring me to your doctor or pediatrician? You're going to say, oh my God, yeah, they're great. Well, don't you want to be that top of mind go-to agent? So from a, from a standpoint of the real estate agents, I want them to earn that go-to. I want you to be my I want to be your realtor, right? Now, from the consumer standpoint, why is that important? Listen, if you have an attorney that you can call, why do you call an attorney? Just to catch up and have a beer? No, you call an attorney when you need help. Right. You call an attorney when you have questions. You're getting sued. You need answers to, right? Beyond Googling, right? And anybody can Google. Anybody can Zillow. How much is my home worth? But Zillow's never been in your kitchen. Zillow's never been on your street. Zillow's never doesn't know what's happening around your marketplace. So when you say, I'm going to call Jason, and, and I want people to understand I am your, you know, your trusted advisor on anything that you have questions about. You want to know if you're allowed to put up a fence? Call me. If I don't know the answer, I'll find out. You want to know, uh, you know, the zoning setback in your property for a, maybe a pool or you want to put in a new pavement or whatever it might be. I want people when they, listen, Jason, one of my favorite clients ever, Dr. Marvin Williams, moved here from Augusta, Georgia. He was a high-risk OBGYN uh, fellow at Ohio State University's hospital. The coolest thing Doc ever did was the night they moved into their new house. He calls me up on the phone. I see his phone com call coming in. I love it when my clients call me early after the transaction because that means they still need my help. Right. He says, Carp, it's Doc Williams. I say, hey, Doc Marv, how are you? What's up? Everything okay at the house? He goes, everything's fine, man. Just got the TV set up. What channel is NBC in this city? <laughs> Now think That's about awesome. that. When you move to a different city, you can't figure out what channel you're looking for. Like you're looking for ESPN yeah. in a hotel room and you're flipping, flipping, flipping. He said, rather than flip through all the channels, I'm just going to call Carp because he'll know. Which meant he didn't call anybody else. He That's called awesome. me. He said, I have an issue. I know Carp will know it. I'm going to call Carp. And that became such a great relationship that anything he needed, he can call me. Still to this day now, he's moved on to Oklahoma. He's at University of Oklahoma doing the same thing now. I call him every day on his, or every year on his birthday, his kids' birthdays, his wife's birthday, his kids heading off to college. We had a long conversation. He's one of my favorite clients ever. And guess what? I like to say I'm his realtor. And he probably says the same thing about you. When he's asked who his realtor is, he's saying Sean Carpenter. Yep.
that is that is amazing. Um, just a wealth of knowledge. Thank you so much for for everything that you've talked about today. Before I let you go, I always have to ask uh, every guest I have on here. In all your years in real estate, do you have a funny story that you can share with us? Uh, one that can be shared. One, one that can be shared in public. <laughs> I got a lot of funny stories. Let me let me tell you about one of the very first clients I ever had. I'll tell this. I'll tell it quickly because it's a long story, but I'll make it shorter. Uh, we show we I've showed houses this couple over and over again. We finally see this. this we go to show a house out in the rural outskirts of Columbus. We, as we pull up, it, it truly looks like a Jeff Foxworthy joke, right? There's broken down cars in the yard. As we approach the house, now understand Jason and Lou, it's probably 1030 in the morning. We're going to show this house. We walk up and as we approach the house, we can hear the TV blaring inside. We go up in the front doors, open the screen doors there. And I see a couple guys sitting and watching TV. They're listening. They're watching Jerry Springer show. I knock on the door. I say, Hey, we're realtor here for showing. And like, Oh, come on in. We're just renters. Oh, no, Jason, you know what that means. They, they don't really care if this house sells or not. Yeah. <laughs> we walk in and Jason, I'm not kidding you. There might've been, if there was less than 35 empty Budweiser bottles on the coffee table, <laughs> you know, I'd be, and there was a ashtray with about 150 cigarette butts in it. <laughs> TV's blaring. These guys are sitting on the floor watching Jerry Springer drinking Budweiser's. The wives are in the, li- in the, in the kitchen doing the same thing uh, with a, maybe 10 less Budweiser bottles. We walk through the house and, and, and my clients and I are making eyes at each other saying like, let's just get out of here as quickly as possible. As we go to head upstairs, it's a split level house. We go to head upstairs and one of the doors is shut in the, in the hallway. And as I'm opening up the door to the, what's, what is the owner's suite, the lady downstairs says, don't go in the owner's suite. And so the door is about half an inch open and there's a Rottweiler tied to the bed. <laughs> Comes at us. Luckily I get the door shut before the dog can get through the door. I go downstairs, my heart's beating out of my shoulders. We go down the third level. We go to look in the basement and my shoulder, my client's right over my shoulder guys. And as I open up the door, we both see something move on the floor. I shut the door really quickly. And I say to the homeowner, I say, are we allowed to go in the basement? She says, sure. And I say, is there anything down there? She says, I don't think so. We slowly open the door again and the floor moves again. I shut the door again. Cause I'm thinking like, is it snakes? Is it rats? What is down there? <laughs> we slowly open the door all the way and the floor is moving and then it stops. We take two steps down and look and the floor is moving and it stops. We get down to the base of the floor and what it was, Jason, was in the corner of the basement was the washer and dryer. Every single time they unloaded the dryer, they threw the lint from the dryer on the floor. Oh. There was probably four inches of lint across the entire oh basement floor. So when the door opened and the draft came up, it, it moved the oh, floor geez. like a it, was a, it was an ocean of lint a cloud of lint four inches deep across the entire floor. Needless to say, my clients chose not to write an offer on that property. Um, so wow. that's, that, I, I just, I, I always remember that and call it the Jerry Springer house. Cause it was literally like a Jerry Springer episode and HGTV pushed together. <laughs> Oh, that's fantastic. Oh, that is that is beautiful. I'm just trying to think how, as the listing agent, how did he market that with the lint in the basement? <laughs> you know, it's funny. When he called for feedback, he says, hey, Sean, any feedback on the property? And I said, do you really want to know? He says, I'm just hearing everybody's different opinions. And I said, well, they were home watching TV. And he says, oh, were they drinking beer? And I said, well, they had drank beer. <laughs> I don't, you know, so it was, uh, yeah, it's one of those ones that, you know, 
I guess that house helped sell the next one because it made everything else look better. (laughs) (laughs) I always tell people house hunting is like uh, wedding dress shopping. You don't know what you want. You only figure out what you, what you do want by eliminating what you don't want. And that's a perfect example. You figure out what you don't want. And there you go, Sean, this was phenomenal. Thank you so much for being on. I had a, I always have a blast. I always learn so much when I listen to you, uh, you know, whether it's one-on-one, whether it's our phone callers, zoom conversations, whether you're presenting at one of our conferences, uh, I just, I just enjoy our time together. So thank you again uh, so much. Do you have any final thoughts you'd like to leave uh, our audience before we turn it back over to Lou? No, first of all, congratulations on the 25 episodes. I'll look forward to maybe 25 or more. You're, you're, you're on pace to, uh, to, to add more value to your, to your listeners. So great job. Thank and you. I'll just leave with what I always say, guys. If you do anything else, just build relationships, solve problems, and have fun. Everything else will take care of itself. Absolutely. It's how I live every day um, that, that I go into this business. So thank you again, Sean. Lou, at this point, I will turn it back over to you. Uh, Sean, we have some contact information here. Is it okay to give it out? Yes, please. I'd love for people to connect with me. Absolutely. I didn't think it would be a problem. Um, (laughs) If you guys need to reach out to Sean, uh, you can uh, call or text Sean at 614-989-2277. And Sean's email is sean.carpenter at cboki.com. As always, you may reach out to the you're like no brainer choice for a real estate agent because you've been listening to 25 podcast episodes. So you obviously know, like, and trust him already. Jason Wilcox, you can reach out to Jason at 412-651-4638. Jason.Wilcox at PittsburghMoves.com. Great episode today. If you are even in another uh, business, you're in sales. I really hope you listened to the coaching because uh, I really felt that's what this was today that uh, Sean gave us. Um, I'm going to go back and take notes and play it again and listen to it for just for myself because it was uh, very, uh, very dense with uh, great content and great advice. So uh, I hope that you guys enjoyed it. And we'll catch you all on the next Really Real Real Estate Podcast. Talk to you guys soon. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.